Um, do you remember any real businesses like banks or variety stores or any old hotels in town? Okay, now I can give you some differences that have happened oh in the 20 years since I've been in Marceline. That'd be great. One would be uh, the Yoakum or the jewelry store now is by Yoakums. Mm -hmm. When I came to town, they had a jewelry store here that was run by Albert Zercher. And I guess he had come from the old country into the area. Uh, this store, and I can't remember any store uptown now that currently has the old wooden floor. For a period of time, Murray's had the old wooden floor, but now they have gone to a you know, kind of a block tile or something. But Zurcher still had this. I understand that Mr. Zurcher came here originally from Switzerland. And I've talked with his daughter, who lives here now, uh, Fran Washam, and she tells me that when he arrived here, he had the, um, he was really welcomed as an immigrant because with him he brought some very precise tools that he needed to do measuring and different things in the jewelry business. And I understand when he came, we still had a mud street and several different things of this type. But I remember his store here, and I remember when it sold out yeah. as a jewelry store. Now, uh, some of the businesses which were here when I came 20 years ago, there was an A&P grocery store, which has pretty much uh, gone the way in small communities. They used to be around a great deal when I grew up, and, and this one was still in Marceline, and I think it was in located where um, well, either Payton's Furniture Store or C&W Hardware is there. It's right in that area is yeah. where it was located. Might be down one where the barbershop is. But it was one of those three buildings right in there. Yeah. It went out of the way, out, and there was only one grocery store, and that was the IGA. And then started up, and it's really going well now, and I remember when Carl Lineville started a... Uh, I think it was a Surefine type grocery store, yeah. an independent grocers thing. And he built the building where Howard's Market is now and got the business started. A lot of people said it wouldn't work, uh, but then AMP went out of business and it did work and Howard's Market really competes quite well, I think, mm -hmm. with uh, the uh, AMP store today. Um, when I first came, and I hadn't thought about that either, uh, the variety store here in town was a matting place, which was uh, one of the first big chain five and ten stores. And now, and when it went out of business, a different chain, and I think maybe it may be somewhat owned by local people, uh, and it's called Home Variety, and they have kind of become an independent type uh, group of uh, Oh, we used to call them five and dime, but you can't buy them for five and dime anymore. Um, there have never been any hotels here, I don't believe, other than the Lamplighter Motel since I came to town. Uh, now, the bank has done some changes, and uh, the American bank, I think, has, uh, is not a, a major type bank. It was owned here by a, this person still is here, but, uh, the Mormons, Dorothy Mormon was here, and I think she still lives here somewhere in town. Uh, her, she and her husband or her family or somehow were major stockholders in that bank. It has since been sold to the American Bank, which is a large corporation. 
And then, of course, the Missouri Regional Bank out here uh, became a major bank and came, I believe, from Bynumville. And it is kind of owned by one individual instead of several. Um, uh, I always wished I had gone out when I first came. And I've tried very hard to remember, and I can't place them. They changed the front of the American bank. And I understood that they had stained glass windows. And they told me, and I wish I had known this, they told me they took those stained glass windows out to the dump. And today, of course, with our idea, just in this short period of time, our set of values about what's mm -hmm. old and what we want to keep has changed. I've kind of watched that change. Uh, the post office has gone through several different um, heads since I've been here. And oh, when you think about the post office, we hadn't been in Marceline very long until the enumeration stamp to Walt Disney was held. And we watched that ceremony, and I have somewhere in my archives a first day cover and an envelope that was stamped on that particular day. Mm. I'm sure that that has value to some people. Yeah. Uh, other businesses, let's see, uh, there used to be a Ford Motor Company here when I first came to town. Ford car dealer yet no longer exists. Um, the, um, Marceline Publishers has taken over where an old automobile plant was. Uh, we've had several changes in mortuaries. Uh, Tilson's sold out and rebought. Um, I'm trying. Uh, well, Rhodes McLaughlin, and I can't remember who held that. I'm not very into that. Bentley Delaney has been built out at the edge of the town. And oh, where Bentley Delaney is, there used to be the old A&W drive-in root beer stand. And it was owned by Stella's. Ron Stella, who's running for the board this year, his father operated it. Kids used to work, and down where King's Gas and Oil, we had these two convenience stores, Taylor's and King's in, which is new. But where King's was, is located today, there was a, um, it was run by the Strongers, a kind of a ice cream type store that you went into. Mm -hmm. And uh, that type of thing. Uh, by the way, our favorite things is in the old church store today. Uh, now, let me try and think of, that, think of any other changes. Uh, we had a really good orchard. It was run by Mr. Foley. Uh, and he was a railroader. And he did this kind of as a hobby. And it's really gone downhill since he was killed about four years ago or five years out on Highway 36. He happened to be walking down the road to help somebody or something and got hit. It was an accident. Um, other businesses I have seen here in the 20 years. Well, uh, one thing, all the housing developments have been built here in the last 20 years. Cedar Brook was kind of a uh, brick and brush patch in that particular area, and it has really changed. Um, they have gone since I have been in the Marceline area to, uh, uh, from making the electricity in the, up near City Hall, mm -hmm. to buying it, and now I understand they are going back at times to producing some of their own electricity in that particular idea. We've had some changes, of course, in service stations, 
and in uh, automobile repair. The EMFA station seems to me like changes every two or three years. And the same way with eating stuff. They, Sylvester's, which is this restaurant uptown that appeals to many people in the community, uh, was not there as such. And the man who was band director when I came to Marceline, uh, Buzz, um, oh, uh, is now the owner and the manager of what we call Sylvester's. That's his first name. And, and uh, he uh, took that particular avenue over. And that's about, that's quite, about as much as I can remember right off the, at the top. I do not remember any hospital in Marceline. Uh, well, you may want to ask your question. I'm no, sorry. That's all right. Um, were there any just, um, do you remember any of the doctors? Just the doctors? Okay, now officers? some names that uh, you probably are not familiar with. And, uh, our oldest son was in a freshman in high school and had, had a very serious illness. And part of his illness was that he had to have a deep intermuscular shock, which they called bicellin. You could not buy it here at the time in the stores. Yeah, I had to buy it in Kansas City and keep it. Uh, and I needed a doctor to administer it. And the doctor that uh, we finally uh, ended up going to was a doctor of osteopathy called Dr. Carr. And he was in the building I think he was just the building just the other side of where Jackie Bailey has her law offices today. And that was his home, and it was also his office, and that's where we went. Now, Dr. Smith was here at that time, and there was a Dr. Todd who was in the hospital, and we lived on Santa Fe Street, where the Heltons live today. And uh, he lived across the street from us where the Warners lived. Dr. Todd lived in that house, and he moved out and left. Uh, one of the uh, gentlemen who is still here in town is a Dr. Red. Might be good to interview, too, because he was a dentist, and he has since retired, and so he probably goes back quite a ways yeah. uh, in the uh, practice of dentistry. Uh, Dr. Carr, I don't know whether he lives or not. They moved to Kirksville after he retired. He became a professor emeritus at the College of Osteopathy. He was on the staff there and was very interested in cardiology, uh, which our son had had rheumatic fever, so he and I talked a great deal about this. And uh, he, was a, he himself had had uh, some disease and was, had a physical handicap. He walked with a limp. But he was on the cardiology staff at Kirksville and was very interested in that because of his past. Yeah. So that made our relationship with him particularly interesting, too. Um, did he make house calls? No. Uh, I don't know whether he did or not. I never had to ask him. He was very considerate. Our daughter, uh, he did allow us to come in on a special deal on his off day and was very gracious about it. Uh, she was sliding on the floor or something and ran a splinter quite deeply into her foot and it had to be cut out. And he very nicely consented to do this on his day off, which I think is probably, we've had very good luck here. Mm -hmm. uh, but after he left, we became part of the, uh, we went to a doctor in Brooklyn. 
so he wouldn't be a part of, he no longer serves either, and we have very plus type things. Uh, I never used, I only used the facilities at St. Francis once, and uh, I, we chose not to use their facilities anymore. Um, were there any different schools around in Marston besides No, uh, well, no, they were not. The Catholic school has always been here. Now, since I have been here, they have changed the windows three times. If you look at some of your old yearbooks, you can see that we used to have the windows that you... And uh, if you opened the window, I, you had to watch the kids, because if anyone sat on the ledge, you could have picked them up off the ground, I guess. They could have been pushed out the window, so you didn't pay attention to that. Uh, then under Dr. Fester's administration, the top of the window was blanked out and they put in a louvered window. And since we have gone energy, they have gone to these energy efficiency windows. So we've gone through three windows. Uh, Old Central was out here now on with the asphalt and a piece of it where this was grass behind the building. And they asphalted that. Uh, the yellow building is now gone. It was a little yellow building they used for storage. Mm -hmm. And once I understood it was used for drafting. Uh, the old central school building was torn down when they built the new field house. And uh, the field house has been built since I've here, been here. And then they added uh, the middle school, the middle school. But by, rather interestingly enough, I'll take that back, the science building, which was uh, where the band room is now, was a shop. And then they built the new shop building down toward Disney, and the shop was moved out, and band was put there. And shortly thereafter, they built a, uh, it was separate from the building, a full-room science building. Now, the new middle school connected all of those and then added some rooms. And so now those changes have been made but there were, that's pretty much the way that uh, it was. The central school here, the one thing I always remember about it was having to take tickets at the gate. And uh, it was kind of wild. And there were no bathrooms available except in central. And all these people would go to the bathroom and you had to give them a paper ticket that you tore into them. And they brought back that half of the ticket. And it was always wet. It was really gross going back from the bathroom, but I do remember that. Which might be interesting in the way we do things. We now, of course, don't, they, can, they don't leave the grounds. If you leave, you're out. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't fenced, so we had to stand out here in the middle of nowhere. It's very different. Yeah. Um, do you remember any of the old churches with any different ones? Or, or I have not seen any change at all in churches since I've been here. All of the churches, I'm not sure whether or not the Seventh-day Adventist church was built after I came to town or not. Now, several of the churches have undergone uh, rejuvenation. The Methodist church, the Christian church has done some. I don't think the Catholic church here has done any major renovation uh, at all. Um, Bethany Baptist, uh, every church has done like maybe paneling or new carpet or some things like this. A lot of them have gone to putting the acrylic over the stained glass windows, but I don't. Uh, oh, hey, wait a minute. I'm forgetting one. Uh, maybe this Seventh day Adventist. We have two different churches here that meet on Saturday. The new brick one that is located on Main Street. 
has been built in the last five years, I believe. Uh, I want to call that a type of Seventh-day Adventist. But we also have the other Seventh-day Adventist, which is the white church mm -hmm. that is offering. Now, I, I'm offending them, and I don't mean to do that. We've had several really very bad super morality. They don't uh, compete after 6 o'clock on Friday. And their children really stick to that. And that's kind of nice to see someone with a standard they're willing to maintain regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, do you remember how they used to do some little celebrations like Fourth of July? And uh, pretty like much that. this has remained pretty standard here mm -hmm. in Marceline. The JCs, ever since I have been here, I believe, has sponsored the carnival. I don't believe we had quite the turnout that they had when I first came. The one nice thing that they have always done, most of the time since I have been here, is the fireworks which are held at midnight every Fourth of July. The bicentennial celebration here in uh, 1976 was a really pretty big celebration. Uh, one of our groups here, led by, I believe it's Stauffer, organized a group of uniformed people who went to the, um, I believe they even marched in Washington, D.C., and he and a contingent of this group, I believe, fought in the, or were kind of extras in the movie Blue and Gray down at Lexington. They're very into this, and they, they built their own uniforms <coughs> or had their uniforms sewn. They, they still march once in a while. You will see them parade. Uh, this was a very distinctive big event. Um, pretty much they've done the old traditional things for that. Uh, they had here a few years ago uh, the shrine parade, and uh, a man was made Grand Master that was here. Uh, the parade kind of got ruined because it poured down rain. I remember very well because that was the day our second daughter decided she had to get married. Yeah. Even though they were having this huge parade in town and there was no place to park. But uh, that was a big event here. Uh, the 4th of July thing here has always been pretty well done. And they have had occasionally some um, flea market fairs and different things. They did a lot of this during the uh, 1976 bicentennial mm -hmm. celebration, but I, I haven't seen any major changes. I don't think. Oh, minor things, but not major. Do you remember any of your old friends or neighbors that really stand out in mind? Uh, okay, I have to. I can. Uh, I really haven't been here long enough to make that kind of associations. Uh, the friends that I have that stand out in my mind are uh, not from Marceline. Mm. Um, there were two or three people here who I felt had been most gracious to us as a family. Um, the minister, and I'm trying to think of what his name was, and I believe he was from the Methodist Church when we first came to town, uh, was one person who came and was very gracious and invited us to go to his church. I remember him because he was the only person who did it. Uh, oh, um, our postman, um, Lyle Armstrong. Now, he's still here in town. And, um, he would be a little older than I. I don't, he might be able to relate things. 
was one of perhaps of the most gracious people, always had time for concern and what have you. Uh, Miss uh, Joan Allison Waite was gracious to us. She was in the church. I remember her being particularly kind to my children, our older children. Our oldest son was the same age as her youngest son, and so she was gracious there. Um, do you remember what you did for recreation? Like, did you have dances and things like that? Here? Yeah. Well, I'm at a disadvantage in relation to that particular thing here. The Eagles has been here, and that is one thing that they've done a lot of refurbishing to. It seems to be a major entertainment group for people in Marceline. We did not become members of the Eagles. Uh, my husband is not a dancer. I have nothing against dancing. Uh, at the time we moved to Marceline, we had five children, uh, ranging in ages from <coughs> 14 to 4. And so most of our time was dealt in taking care of our children and not being engaged in outside recreation. We were active in 4-H as our children were active in 4-H, and we tended to try and be sure to participate in the things that related to our children. Do, do you remember any places they had they used to go, like swimming holes or anything? No. There had never, as far as that, the pool has always been here, and they've done an excellent job of maintaining it for the young here. They've always had a summer program for uh, students uh, or for young people. Uh, neither of our older sons was involved in the summer program here in Marceline. Uh, our daughters both played softball for the summer program. Uh, our younger son uh, played a little softball, not a lot. Uh, the bowling alley here has always been something the kids went to. To the best of my memory, there have not been a lot of outside activities provided by the community itself. Other than that, there have at times been things that have been done within church groups for you. Mm -hmm. um, was there a town curfew? There is no, no the town curfew has come and gone several times in the last 20 years. Uh, kids get to misbehaving and then they go out and they set up a town curfew. And then they, I guess maybe the curfew might have been here. What happens is they don't enforce it. And then they make a big deal and they re-announce it and they enforce it. Sometimes it happens because uh, we have uh, kids get involved in maybe too much drinking, or the drug problem was a problem here in the late 60s and during the 70s. Uh, and then something, vandalism, or something happens and they reinstate it. The biggest change here has been the stopping of the U-turn during certain hours. Now, I really remember when I first came to town, I used to wonder when I came why everybody had decided their car bashed in. And like I think, I've never lived anywhere where they had so many bent fenders. And then pretty soon I decided why, because you'd be driving down the street and people just turn around in front of you. For no, they wouldn't signal or anything. All of a sudden you'd look up and hear this car was turning around like a <laughs> Or they'd come right on the side street in front of you and turn around. And you'd think they were going to go across the street, but they weren't. They would just turn around in front of you. <laughs> now they uh, have limited that between certain now, I really remember the U-turn. That made a big impression on me when I came to town. Because I about lost my car two or three times. Because most places you don't U-turn every other time. And that is a custom here that is a way of life for people, I think. Um, what, was, what, were some of the car, what were some of the cars like? 
Well, cars, probably the biggest change in cars has been the downscaling in the size of the motor and in the size of the car itself. Uh, of course, cars have become a lot more automatic. Uh, you're asking me big changes that I remember. We tend to go backwards some in design. Everything tends to repeat. Uh, everything is automatic now, or a great deal is automatic, although they are going back to some stick shifts. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the automatics were on the steering wheel. Or if you, well, we had a standard shift, and the, the gear shift was on the wheel. Now that was still rather popular. If you had a truck that was um, on the floor, I, they, we, the truck we had that had the sixth gear probably was a three-quarter ton, but I don't think we had it when we got to Marceline. I think we traded it off. Good thing, kept jumping out of gear. Um, the change in the gear shift, the biggest change I probably have seen in cars has been in the interiors. Uh, most everything, a lot of things now have gone to a uh, nylon seat cover or some kind of uh, mm -hmm. synthetic. It's much more comfortable than the plastic. Tempered um, windshields, um, automatic windows, radials, front wheel drive. These are some big things I think that have happened. Uh, downscaling in size. They did that a little bit uh, about the time I came here in the 60s. I trying to remember, I think that was a 64 Chevy 2 that Mike had, that my folks had had. Uh, so they had, but they went right back up to big size, and then we had to scale down again because of the image price. Yeah. Next person tomorrow. Uh, what do you... Do you know any stories about Walt Disney or anything? No, not a lot. Uh, all I know is what I've heard like everyone else. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've read the paper to do yeah. any particular stories. I do not. Okay. Well, I think that's about it. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate that.